We welcome you in on a special edition of Always College Football. It is Friday afternoon, January 12th, and Alabama has officially named Kalen DeBoer, the former head coach of the Washington Huskies, as their next head football coach. This is a massive move to kind of shake up what's gone on in the sport. If you're unfamiliar with who Kalen DeBoer is, I'll bring you up to speed as quickly as I possibly can. The guy has had an unprecedented rise in the college football world. He was the head coach at Sioux Falls for a handful of years. He went and won three championship games, lost another, but that was at the NAIA level. He was 17-2 and in playoff games in the NAIA. Before he was at Sioux Falls, he had played football for Sioux Falls. So kind of went about high school route just a little bit. After Sioux Falls, he goes to Southern Illinois, to Eastern Michigan, to Fresno State, where he was linked up with Jeff Tedford, and that was in 2017. From that point forward, it was completely on an upward trajectory with what he was able to accomplish. Went and became the OC at Indiana for one year in 2019. That's where he was introduced to Michael Penix. They had a pretty solid rapport. Naturally, a little later in his career, he went back to Fresno State to become the head coach when Jeff Tedford stepped down. And then he became the head coach at Washington in 2022. And the time that he's been at Washington, it's been absolutely absurd. Going 25-3 and three over the course of his tenure, one of those losses coming in the national championship game. He beat Texas twice, did a lot of great things, beat Oregon three times. There's a lot to appreciate about what he was able to accomplish in a very short period of time. But on a personal note, I did not know Kalen DeBoer very well prior to calling the Sugar Bowl. Uh, but having spent about a day day and a half with him and getting to know him personally, spending time around his program, it was obvious to see why he's had the success that he's had everywhere he's been. He has a ridiculous career record of 104 and 12 as a college football head coach. It's pretty impressive. But I'll say this, a lot of people got paid in the process and there was optics that would lead you to believe that there were other candidates that were vetted prior to Kalen DeBoer's hiring. That is accurate. There were calls made to many people in the coaching profession. I can tell you right now that Dabo Sweeney was reached out to. Mike Loxley was reached out to. Mike Norvell was in communication. Dan Lanning was explored early in the process. Steve Sarkeesian was explored early in the process. Everyone was considered, and Greg Byrne cast a pretty wide net just to gauge interest and to see exactly where things were in other places. But from the beginning, I'm told with good information that Kalen DeBoer was the guy to beat from the very beginning. Now, Jimmy Sexton is a remarkable power player, and you'll probably realize that Jimmy Sexton represents most of those other coaches. So Mike Norvell got a hefty $80 million deal over the next eight years as a result of the possible interest that Alabama was showing towards him. There was another re-up that occurred in Austin, Texas with Steve Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian was certainly considered, but he was locked down very quickly with another very lucrative deal. Dan Lanning, he was really never an option from the beginning, not because he wasn't desirable. Of course he was. The guy's amazing. But because his buyout was so prohibitive that it never really got to the point in which they would begin to negotiate or begin a conversation. So I believe Greg Byrne went into this process expecting Kalen DeBoer to be his number one option. He ended up being the number one option. But a lot of guys got paid in the process thanks to the hard work 
and the network of Jimmy Sexton. I think this is a terrific hire for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I'll tell you why. Part of it is because in the 36 hours I got to spend with the Washington Huskies, I felt like I was a part of the team. We were at practice. We were at walkthrough. We sat down with Kalen DeBoer and his staff for the better part of three, three and a half hours. Got to meet with multiple players, including Roma Dunze, Michael Penix. We became pretty intimate and familiar with everybody on their roster. We went to media days, had 30 minutes sitting down with Latuli Nasanoa, sitting down with the offensive line, sitting down with everybody associated with the program. And what I've found is that Kalen DeBoer is as approachable and as personable a guy as I've been around in the profession in quite some time. There are a lot of great dudes coaching college football, a lot. But Kalen DeBoer completely opened up his program to us in the media, which made me think, man, this guy just understands. And if he treats us like this, I can only imagine how he treats his players. And then you talk to the players about him, and they're willing to go the extra mile. They will buy into whatever this guy is selling. He will buy into whatever this guy believes is best for the long-term health and prospects of not just their careers, but also the program's future as well. So I could not have been more impressed with my interactions with Kalen DeBoer. I think he understands the current era of the sport. He knows how to meet the kids in the middle. He's not going to bog them down with extra stress. He's going to try to build them up. He's going to have them playing free. He's going to have them playing confident. And I think that's exactly the temperament that you have to have if you're going to be an uber successful coach in today's day and age in college football. I think it's a terrific hire and one that I thought there was a lot of really good options. <laughs> I think that if you look at college football, we're in a really healthy spot right now. There are a lot of really attractive options. There's a lot of really good coaches. But I think Greg Byrne got his guy. And the guy that he had circled and prioritized from the very beginning, or at least that's what I've been told with the information that's been presented to me. Another thing that I think is important about this hire, and I think Nick Saban is going to be hands-off in the process. I don't think he's going to endorse a candidate. I don't think Nick Saban is going to go out and tell Greg Byrne, this is who you need to hire. But I would be surprised if Dick Saban's input wasn't taken into consideration as Greg Byrne began this process. And I know this. I know Nick Saban put an all-points bulletin on trying to bring Ryan Grubb the offensive coordinator for the Washington Huskies to Tuscaloosa last offseason to become his offensive coordinator. Now, Ryan Grubb at the last minute decided, hey, I'm going to stay. But he had clearly studied the program. He had clearly studied the offense because he would not have pursued Grubb so heavily if not for the respect and admiration that he had for the program that had been built on that side of the ball. Now, what happens with Washington from this point forward? We will evaluate that as we see fit. But I would be surprised if Ryan Grubb doesn't get a good, long, hard look as the possible successor to Kalen DeBoer. So this is a massive move in the college football world. Keep it locked in here on Always College Football. We'll keep you up to date with all the information that we have. In If it's in an hour, it's in an hour. If it's in two hours, it's in two hours. But keep it locked in here to ESPN's uh, YouTube channel for college football. You can also subscribe to the podcast or if you get your podcast, and know that we will keep you up to date with all the information that we have. But a massive move today as Kalen DeBoer becomes the net head coach, next head coach of the Crimson Tide.